Hello everyone and welcome to the 41st episode of the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, as always, I am your host, Daniel Del Piccolo, and I'm really lucky once again to be joined by my wonderful co-host, David Harvey. Dave, hello, welcome. How are you keeping, man? Hello. Yeah, I'm okay, mate. How are you? How are you? Very good. I am very good. I'm 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 warm. I'm happy. Looking forward to a weekend under some some supposed blue skies if we uh, if they get it right this time. Uh, yeah, just just enjoying enjoying the warmer climates, man. How about yourself? Yeah, all right. Right, actually, yeah, I've been enjoying the, the hot weather and the um, mass dehydration that comes with it. Yeah. Um, like, s- sort of sweat skin that you get. It's almost like a second sweaty skin that you get when you're running at the moment and you end up glowing and just looking like a complete mess. <laughs> it's so true. You know, we, we were talking about this um, the, the other day and earlier, weren't we? Just how at the moment I've seen a lot of people kind of posting about just how sweaty they are. And it's just amazing, like how much you realize how much salt comes out of your body. I mean, there's, I'll tell you what, I think I've salted out of my skin enough, enough to probably cook all the food over the next year. If I, if I really yeah. want to be disgusting. Yeah, I ended up taking some S caps the other night because I was getting cramp. I think I did like an hour's run or something like that. And it started to get cramp already. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I think I was I mentioning to you earlier that um, obviously my coach, I kind of spoke to him a little bit about like, you know, noticing just how much salt was coming out of my body. And he, he kind of seemed to say suggest that, you know, all, all sweat that comes out, it's always contains salt and stuff. But I guess the more we sweat, the more salt comes out. And it's just it's yeah. so apparent, so apparent over the summer, just how much how much kind of comes out. And you can almost exfoliate with it afterwards if you really wanted to. Remember pre pre marathons they saw but my friend um Lee went and did like one of those heat sessions. And oh they, yeah. They did his sweat rate and the amount of salt that it sweat out so that they could give him some kind of like um tailor made replacement for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was salt tablets or drink tablets or something like that, but I think he was a particularly salty sweater. Yeah, yeah. And some cramping loads or, you know, getting low energy um so i ended up having these like specially made tablets for him which i'm sure weren't cheap but you know i, I just well, use apps they're like 10 pounds a pot they're brilliant <laughs> that's good you get, and yeah i remember i remember those i think i bought a bought a bottle once for a for, for a long hot run um but I, I can't remember i think they just kind of like rotted away in the end i've never i haven't used them since but um but listen, we we've got a good show lined up. We've got a, a our, our featured uh, guest and local runner and uh, all all round talented triathlete, uh, Piotr Miller, who's who's come onto the show to tell us all about his his running story and stuff. But I guess before we we kind of head off into that, um, you've been back from a a week off of work and you've uh, you've been away camping in a few spots. Uh, tell us t- tell us where whereabouts you've been and and what you got up to. Ah oh, well. It was actually it started off quite chilled and um, ended up going to Witterings, which uh, just with my sister and my mother and my nephews, mm-hmm. just they, they were testing the nephews out in somewhere relatively local. OK, just if they liked camping or not. So that if it all went pear shaped, they'd only be up the road. Just <laughs> good idea. And then and then we ended up staying in the cider farm in Dorset, just Heather and I and we chilled out i drunk cider she is obviously with child at the moment so wasn't able to really drink um yes so i was in selfishly enjoying the nice dry um unfizzy cider they had at this cider farm and stayed there for a few days went for a run around near the cern giant which is like 
you know that massive giant on the side of the hill that's got his big penis out and a big <laughs> you did send me a photo i quite enjoyed yeah. that so was was that a new route for you then have you have you not run around there the yeah before? i just went to meet a mate and we just ran around like a 10 mile loop around the, the hills there it's actually quite nice a um, little bit overgrown in places and the odd bull in the field, but it was pretty decent. And um, yeah, it went and, and had some really lovely food at the health food shop. So it was it was pretty decent, nice, good for the soul week, really. In fact, good for the soul, I think. Or no, it's food for the soul was the name of the uh, food shop that we went to. and had like a oh, nice okay. on a meal. Oh. Yeah, it was uh, quite a nourishing week, really. So good to have especially considering that there's no holidays at the moment <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's cool um awesome man that sounds really good and, and obviously the cider was good that you had at the farm oh yeah it's brilliant we've still got five liters left in the fridge so <laughs> i'll whack that in a bottle when i go for a run tomorrow and i'll be sozzled by the time i get back cool cool nice nice um listen dave you were mentioning earlier about the weather obviously and um there was something i wanted to ask you about have you heard recently in in portsmouth about the the attack of these the or the birds that have been attacking people out on their runs yeah i, I thought i saw something in the news actually um about a crow that was attacking people and it reminded me of this one time yeah um i'm sure you know i think you got attacked recently didn't you but i'm sure you've got some stories about it yeah but I I was working at St. James's Hospital years and years ago and I heard this squawking in a tree only to be met with this dive bombing crow that looked like it was about to take my head off. Really? (laughs) The same crow, like some kind of road murdering crow. Yeah, it's been been happening over here. There's a guy who obviously I got in touch with the news and he'd he'd been attacked a couple of times and actually had some some pretty, what looked like some pretty nasty head injuries from from this crow, but (laughs) Um, when when I'd seen the article, I, I just kind of remembered back to the week before that. It was the week we were recovering from from the Thames Path Hundred, um, so it was only like about three weeks ago, and we were running along the front, and I just it felt like almost like somebody had just kind of come along and battered me at the back of the head, like really sharply with something. Like, <laughs> you, you kind of turn around expecting to see somebody there, and then this this crow just kind of flew off, and it's 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 a bunch of crows that are near the the landing craft, I think, which have obviously I don't know whether they're you know they've given birth to babies close by or whether the, whether the heat's getting to them but uh yeah it's pretty pretty serious down there in fact i think the runner himself has actually changed his route now because it's happened to him twice <laughs> maybe it's some kind of like covid mutant zombie crows <laughs> that would be exciting yeah they're going to start spreading and, and become, becoming human infections soon and uh then, mm. then we're all in trouble but yeah be careful when you're when you're going around the landing craft area and if it happens to anybody else i'd be i'd be keen to kind of hear hear any stories there because obviously it's quite interesting to see who who else who else suffers there but um another thing dave quickly before we uh we head off into the show and into the main interview this week obviously it's a south downsway 100 uh, one of our favorite runs um in the year centurion one and there's loads of runners i think we've got quite a few previous guests of the show who are running it and also people i'd like to get onto the show in the future mm. um so yeah just in in any uh any good advice or any 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 for any future potential centurions or, or what do you reckon they're going to have uh, kind of day they're going to have tomorrow? I don't know, man. Um, well, you've done it before. I've done it before. But I think both both times uh, both of us had a really uh, hot day out. So I think it's just about kind of managing your pace at the start, isn't it? Making sure you keep the sun off you. Um, 
and walking those bloody hills because <laughs> they, they do get to you after a while don't they yeah they do yeah and obviously like the, the the worst of it in the in the second half but it's a it's a super early start tomorrow obviously i think yeah. you're doing you're doing a lift up i'm doing a lift up as well so it's going to be i think some of the runners are starting at 4 30 in the morning so yeah um uh, make, uh, make, i mean like you, you just got to treat it like a hundred mile picnic. That's always been my mantra. Someone said that to me, and I was like, ever since then, I've just munched my way through. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. That's it. You just got to kind of crack on with it and just keep going. You know, just uh, one foot after the other, one hill after the other, and uh, it's quite a nicely kind of like set up the South Downs Way 100 because you you obviously get those hills that kind of dictate when you walk, when you yeah. need to run, um, and obviously the the aid stations kind of like nicely situated at the bottom of each of the hills, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got a um, I think it's a memory that we talk about quite often is you bent over double on one of the hills coming out of the aid station and just yeah 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 <laughs> a love to say come on man let's get going yeah that 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 magic pat on the back that you gave me when when I think it was like very very early on into uh, you know our friendship and stuff and yeah it was it's it's great I think there's going to probably be a lot of that tomorrow and hoping fingers crossed that everyone kind of doesn't get uh, let the heat get to them too much and uh, everyone kind of gets through to the finish but yeah exciting exciting dot watching weekend for us for sure it will be it's going to be awesome so good luck to everyone because it's going to be epic mm, absolutely good luck good luck to everybody racing and um i think we'll head off now dave we'll let you get to your weekend and stuff and i've got to go and um prep for a birthday weekend it's my wife's my lovely wife's birthday this weekend so going to head over to that now but uh, enjoy your weekend have fun and maybe see you early tomorrow morning for the start Okay, dude, take it easy. Hello, everyone, and on this week's episode, I am pleased to welcome a local runner, uh, and I'm going to say runner, I'm going to say swimmer and cyclist as well, and all-round very talented athlete, Piotr Miller. Welcome to the show, Piotr, and uh, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Yeah, that, that's correctly. Hello, Daniel. Um, thank you for having me on this podcast. I, I was very surprised to, for, to, to be invited, but yeah, that's a big thing for me, like I said before. And uh, yeah, thank you. And I hope my my story gonna be uh, interesting for all the listeners. I know, I know for sure. Um, and I'm gonna and sorry, I'm gonna say to the listeners as well that I'm gonna, I, you know, you've asked me before. It's okay to refer to you as Pete. So I'm gonna yeah, yeah, gonna, gonna probably do that for the rest of the show. But listen, what you were saying, you know, on there, a lot of the guests feel that, you know. And um, we were talking a little bit before we started recording that. This show, what I like about it is that, you know, it's kind of local to Portsmouth and the South Coast and and we're all runners and we're all, you know, some of us cycle like yourself and swim as well. But, you know, part of the story is basically just finding a little bit more about about ourselves and who we are and where we come from and and what kind of things we've, we, you know, places we've we've visited and races we do. So, you know, it, it is mainly about the running and the training, but but there's like a real kind of human element to it as well, which is which is what I think is great. So, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and um, I'm, I assure you that everyone's going to find your story very interesting Pete so so thanks for coming on but listen I've also prepared a little um Polish welcome which I'm going to try okay, <laughs> okay. um and it's really easy you're going to be very disappointed but uh Vitami 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 did I almost get it right yeah almost okay so that was welcome in Polish but anyway yeah. a, fin- a, a, a final uh big welcome but yeah but thanks for helping put the show together and um obviously sending your your running story and stuff to me so um have you been keeping recently is is all well and and training been going well have you gone out this week running at all uh this week yeah i uh so i'm i'm doing lots of swim running recently so i've been uh doing it for the last eight days without a break but today i had a break because uh i'm yeah my legs can't handle too much now so yeah i i had a break today but i'm going 
every day other other otherwise okay okay and you and you mentioned the swim run there that's some you know it's something that uh i think a previous guest of mine uh, sean hawks spoke about as well because i i used to see her out training with um, her husband where they would do um, a run and then literally get out of the water and, and just do a just uh, sorry a swim and then get out of the water and do a run along the promenade um but i see that there's on social media there's certain certainly been a sprout of a couple of um swim run accounts local to the area so is this something that um is kind of forming and becoming a little bit more popular at the moment yeah it is yeah it's a it's a it's fashion for swim running right now and uh I think two years ago, my my friend Vinicius, he um, and Vinicius and Sarah King, uh, they kind of start doing uh, swim runs, and Vinny just figured out that it would be good to have a, a swim run club in South Sea, so he okay. open a club. So I uh, after my come come back from uh, Netherlands, I just just decided I'm gonna join them. So yeah, now I'm doing lots of swim running with them. Brilliant, excellent. And and is it always a swim first and a run, or does it alternate? Uh, well, it's always run first. Okay. And then there's a swim, but it's need to have at least two runs and two swims in one activity. Oh, really? Okay, so it's so it's twice in the water. There can be a lot more than than two. Ah, okay, brilliant. So you, I guess you just pick a an, a section of of South Sea Seafront or wherever you are, and get into the water one 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 thing and then you you say let's swim till we hit that side of the beach or something and then you you get you get out yeah so so we've got a like a route which we're doing every tuesday and every thursday which is we're starting from coffee cup okay and we're running uh around the castle and then we go in uh, we're starting swimming from the pyramids towards uh, the pier then coming out of the water and running to the blocks and from the blocks to coffee cup again from coffee cup to the estny toilets and back to coffee cup run wow wow yeah that's, yeah. that's actually really good fun I, I would love to try that but i'm i i used to be a strong swimmer as a, as a as a child growing up in in johannesburg in south africa but um i'm not too sure i'd be uh i'd be that that strong in the water now but that's I, not a problem daniel you can you can join us whenever whenever you want and we always were waiting for everyone Okay. So it's, it's it's good fun actually. Okay, I'm I'm go- I'm going to take you up on that offer, and I'm going to come and join you when maybe okay. when the water's warmed up a little bit. <laughs> it's it is warm now. It's really clear as well. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe soon then. I'll uh, I'll definitely come. In. I'll I'll get in touch with you, and um, yeah, I'll I'll give it a try. Um, but listen, Pete, just before we we kind of get going uh, through a little bit, you know, into your story and stuff, it might be a good idea to maybe give a brief introduction to. To like who you are, where you're from, what kind of training and racing you do, um, perhaps maybe even a little a little way how how you think your friends may describe you is um is sometimes quite a quite a fun thing to do. But uh, yeah, go ahead and just um, give the listeners an idea of as, as to who you are and what kind of running and racing you do. Um. Okay. So I'm I'm Pete. <laughs> I'm 36 years old. Uh, I I come from Poland. Uh, I live in the UK for 13 years now um and the longest period i've been living here it's in portsmouth so i i I consider portsmouth as my home now yeah so i I don't feel anywhere as welcome and as as home than uh, than here so yeah even if if i'm going back to poland that's not the same feeling when i'm here really okay Um, so you're like really settled and adjusted really well to uh to life over here well, as, as you know, I've been traveling recently for like three years and I was looking for my place to be. 
Okay. But being away just made me feel that I I found I found this place already and it's back here. Mm. So I, I'm very happy I'm back here now. And uh, yeah, this is my home. Excellent, excellent piece. And uh, just so everyone knows a little bit about um, your your training and stuff, you're you're not just a runner, as I mentioned earlier. You're a, you're, you're a tri- I guess you you could call yourself a triathlete, yeah. So cyclist yeah, and, well, and swimmer as well. My sporting career started uh, when I was 13. Well, there was earlier there was um, episodes of uh, training karate and uh, football as well, but that was like a that was a short period of of uh, training this. But I've started from uh, cycling. So when I was 13, my uh, my cousin he was racing mountain mountain bike races. Okay. And kind of I've been uh, very envy of of him on a bike winning races. And I, I said, yeah, I want to try it. So me and my cousin, other cousin, we join a club and we start uh, cycling. At the beginning, there was just mountain bike races, but then it kind of uh, convert to road racing. Okay. And yeah, I've been doing it for five years until I was 18. And okay. uh, yeah, that taught me a lot. And um, yeah, I, I still love cycling. So this is my my main sport. Okay, nice. um, but uh, then I uh, stopped cycling uh, because I had to I had to leave adult life when I start ha- when I had to start working. So I haven't had that much time and money for for cycling, especially that I had to um, sponsor myself to go to the races, to buy bikes and all the um, yeah and stuff. So I uh, I hang up my bike. And I start working and uh, partying as well, which, which uh, was great, <laughs> but not the best for the uh, for the physical condition. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing how many how many times that kind of comes up in, in conversations with with you know people who have run from an early age. You know, there's always seems to be that kind of gap somewhere where you know life takes over, like you say, whether it's studies or or new jobs or just like you know lifestyle change completely. So so I guess you had like a uh, a long break away from it where, where you weren't doing any of it at all or just um or just kind of socially uh not very often so i was going out for a bike or or, or swim or a run so i wasn't very active that time and uh i decided to to leave poland to uh because of the financial reasons because it wasn't the best that time that was 2007 when i left after finishing school okay and uh my first place to live in UK was uh, Yeovil in Somerset. Okay. And uh, that was great because I was uh, financially independent and, you know, I could afford everything, but the, the health part of my life wasn't that good. So I decided to go back to cycling. So I was doing it, starting doing it very slowly as well as swimming and running a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, slowly was getting in shape. And um, yeah. Okay, so when so when you left when you left Poland and came to the UK, uh, and moved and moved to Yeovil, was that the first time kind of away from 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 family or, or where you were living over there, uh, close to relatives and stuff? Was it the furthest you'd been kind of away from from them at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never I never left Poland, uh, Lubin for longer than like you know holidays, mm. but it wasn't often anyway. Because, like I said, financial uh, aspects of living in Poland wasn't yeah. weren't easy. Okay, 
I mean, I I um, came back to the UK to to live obviously for you know for for safety reasons and stuff, and I know how hard um, it can be kind of moving overseas. You know, it's a it's a it's a difficult move to do. So, um, how how did you find it all? Well, it it wasn't. I I had a, like a easy start because my sister was here. She was living in Southampton, so I had a close contact with her. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, when I move in, I move in with my girlfriend at that time, and we were living together, so it, it was kind of easier than just starting, you know, on, on your own. Okay, okay, cool. So yeah, but it's um, I guess there's that kind of social element, isn't there, where, you know, when you're when you're you know back with with friends and relatives where you've grown up, where you know where you've gone to school and you've you've mixed around in social groups and cycling groups, and it's it's different when you when you kind of go overseas and you've kind of not got that support structure around you. I I remember you know coming back to the UK. It was it was really hard at first. It's um it's difficult to kind of wedge yourself into into social groups. But I guess kind of like sport is uh, is is one of those like really great doorways now that um yeah, that people yeah. can use to to do that. So I guess you said you were feeling a little bit unfit and wanted to kind of get back into things. So so did you did you join a running a running group or or Get hold of a bike somewhere how did that all work yeah yeah i bought a bike from my friends but i didn't join any clubs then um i had a uh, problems with with my relationship so i had to uh give up cycling for a little bit but then i moved to portsmouth from yorville okay which year was it about uh 2011 i think okay and uh then i started cycling again then i started running and then how I uh, start meeting people, and yeah, that's how uh, all started to happening. Excellent, cool. So, so did so did you find that this the kind of sporting groups down here are a nice way to kind of I guess meet meet new faces and and friends and stuff? Yeah, well, you 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 know very well how how easy it is to find runners on the on the <laughs> so you know, i was running someone was running someone was someone was waving so it's just natural to, to wave back and uh smile and start talking park on is the best the best thing uh to to socialize with other runners you know they're the best we yeah. we met park on. yes we did yeah that's right yeah we did we uh, kind of met through the sport and, and yeah particularly through park run as well um, I was going to ask you quickly: Is is parkrun something that you that you've missed of late being back? Obviously, with it not being a, around now since since you've come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really missed it. Uh, not only for the uh, aspect of running itself and uh, this little competition which which it had, but by uh, because of uh, meeting people. This is the the best thing about parkrun: just meet people, have a chat, talk, uh, and you know, go for coffee afterwards. That's just amazing. And it's yeah. all for free. Yeah, that's it. It's um, it's 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 beautiful, really. It's it's really great. You know, I don't know whether it's because um, or or whether I guess a little bit more thoughtful about this kind of stuff. I don't know if if you if you can relate to this, but I think like definitely think the older I get, the more I kind of you know really value, the, like you say, those those little conversations that you have at park runs and when you when you when you wave at somebody and start talking to people who are running on the seafront and stuff. Those, it's those interactions that that are kind of like really special in life. I think and you know that kind of open doors and and build build some some beautiful friendships so it's a yeah it's really good down here i think the portsmouth's especially great for it on the on the promenade all along the front yeah yeah that's the best place to run even if i uh i had to um drive to 
to the seafront and run from there that that's that counts as well <laughs> i've done that before don't worry but we won't we won't talk about that <laughs> so listen um you wrote that uh, it, it was in portsmouth when you found the the sport of of triathlon and um i'm completely inexperienced with triathlons um obviously i know i know what activities take place but i'm 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 not very uh knowledgeable about the swimming and and, and particularly the cycling but uh, how did that all all come about for you? And um, was it a friend that got you into that sport? How, how yeah, did it all so, take place? Um, so one day I was uh, running along the seafront with my girlfriend, and oh, she was actually skating, and I was running. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. And we came across her friend, and he was. Uh, I I just like catch up with him. He was running the same direction. And uh, we started chatting and he said, oh, you, you are quite a good runner. I said, well, well, I'm just, I just run. And he said, do you cycle? I said, yeah, well, cycling is actually my thing. And he said, do you swim as well? I said, no, I can't swim. I'm not the best swimmer. I said, yeah. you should do triathlon. And I, I was like, okay, I've heard about triathlon. I know <laughs> what disciplines they are, but I didn't even know the, the order was, was what, what I should do first. Is it swim or is it bike? So yeah, we started chatting, and uh, he said there is a there is a race in two weeks in uh, Waterlooville, and I said okay. Okay. And he said you should you should sign up, and he gave me uh, his number. He gave me a link to this uh, to this race, and in two weeks I had to be prepared for the race. So I was like okay, what I need to buy, and I was starting like buying the uh, the number belt and the three suit and. Uh, <laughs> like you know all the gear yeah yeah i was really excited to do something something new because i was really missing competition from the time i was i was racing on a bike and yep. that was uh, like the first thing to uh to look forward to brilliant yeah and this person it's uh patrick you probably know patrick Kuchkowski. i think i've connected with patrick um but i i don't believe we've met i don't think no he's a personal trainer at the um pure gym that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So he he introduced me to the sport. Brilliant. Excellent. And uh, you didn't realize what a whole world of pain you'd you'd got yourself into, yeah? Because um, yeah, yeah you've yeah. certainly I, I know from your results, and obviously you know I've seen many articles um with you listed there as um you know running running really well for some of Rob Pickett's races and stuff that you've you've really taken your participation in triathlons to to another level because you know you were you were winning some some races and. I know your five your five k time changed hugely, but uh, I think you mentioned in your write up that that you owe that a lot to to some of the coaches that you've had, um, and yeah. I know you've switched coaches a few times. But can you tell us a little bit about the people who've, who've kind of helped you along along in your journey over over the years? Yeah, sure. Um, so, well, at the beginning when I uh, when I was doing the first um, duathlons on the seafront. Mm -hmm. so, which which Rob is doing. I think the first one was 2016, which okay. I done. And, uh, yeah, I just participated because I wanted to ch check how how I am doing against each other, against the other people. And I think I finished the whole series. Um, was it the whole series or the first race? Maybe there was the, the first first race of the series. I finished uh, like 14 for something. Okay. And I met on this race uh, Vicky Landi, and she said, "Oh, that's that's amazing." And we like start chatting, and she, she said she's a personal trainer, 
and uh, she offered to, to train me and she she promised that if i'm gonna join her in training i'm gonna improve my time so it's like wow that's amazing uh, you know people okay. offer to train you for free that's so, a great uh, offer yeah <laughs> so i said yes and we start training together and yeah she she had no mercy she's amazing coach but she had no mercy to me i was sweating like never before and i think in a one month time i improved my my uh my time for 5k from 21 minutes to 1940 or something like that wow and in, in four weeks that's yeah. good so yeah we continue doing this and uh so before I met her, my first triathlon was this uh, Waterlooville triathlon that was July 2015, I think. And I was 41st on this race. So I met her on the beginning of the next year. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to participate this race again to see how, how much I improved. And okay. by working with her, I improved and I, I finished eighth or seventh. Wow. So 40, 40 places up, which Jeez. was just amazing. Gosh, I must be, uh, you must have been really proud kind of doing that. And, and, and she must have been as well to, to oh, yeah. improve that much over the year. It's incredible. That was amazing. So if anyone wants uh, looking for a personal coach, yeah, Vicky Landy. Vicky Landy. And is she still a personal coach in the area as well? Yeah, she's, she's, I think she's doing now more like a Zoom, uh, you know, online trainings okay but yeah, she's still doing it well there we go big big shout out to to, to vicky lendy um wow that's, that's that's incredible to have an offer as well to to be trained for free is um is fantastic so she obviously kind of saw that you had you had a lot of talent there and and helped kind of take you up take you up a few steps yeah i, I like to think that yeah no for sure so so you've uh, you're not coached by by vicky at the moment i i, I know you yeah, have no. another, another coach right no. now so how did this progress over the years uh so in the meantime i joined Portsmouth triathletes mm -hmm. and uh i started training with with other triathletes which which taught me a lot because you know there is a, a lot of uh um knowledge with the people who are doing doing triathlons for years oh yeah they, they've got uh, their own trainers so and coaches so i learn a lot from them but um i think the person who i um own the, the the biggest thank you for training me is uh, Roman Latsko from Endurance Hub because uh, under his wings I, I start beating all my personal bests and I start reaching the podium so different races so yeah he he's a he's an Ironman coach so yeah the, the, that was the time when I improved the, the most Okay, because your 5k time um, went down to, I think it's about 16.54. Yeah, 16.54 or 56, something like this. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a huge jump because we, we, you know, we all know, you know, the 5k times are very familiar to everybody because I know there's, there's lots of 5k runners around, but, you know, break aiming for, you know, the sub 30 and then you've got your kind of like sub 25s and, and all the way down to, you know, getting sub, sub 20 like you did with, um, with Vicky helping you out. Um, but to go kind of sub 18 and then even take that down to sub 17, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good. So how, what would you say, 
changed um, the most for you? What kind of things were you doing to 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 improve that much? How did the how did the coaching change? Was it some of the cycling that work that you think helps the running, or or or, or what's your views on that? When when you're planning uh, triathlon training, you need to um, focus on periodization, which which is like you need to find your a a race and then work it back backwards to uh to the place where you are right now so yeah roman have got it all uh roman roman covered it all, it all so i i have didn't need to you know think about what i have to do you just i just follow the uh training picks and just do what, whatever he wants me to do which wasn't easy every time sometimes you know when you're tired after like five days of uh of work and, and training sometimes two times a day you just yeah. need to ask for a break okay yeah yeah wow do you know i think um i think i've actually met met roman i think i met roman um there was a, a hoka one um test evening one night over at uh the sports shop in gosport okay alton, alton sports and i'm pretty sure i met i met roman there that night i think he was there trying some trainers on and we all we all had a run together and stuff around around Gosport. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Roman that um, that I was yeah, chatting to. Yeah, from Gosport, that, that area there. Okay, okay. And you mentioned earlier, obviously, the Portsmouth triathletes. So, um, listeners will will know of the triathletes because they they often gather. I don't know if they still do gather now, but um, at the beach huts opposite the coffee cup. Yes, well, they they've got the beach hut, one of the beach huts there, but right now they they're not gathering because of obviously because of COVID. Yeah. But, um, I think they uh they are planning first uh first swim on the twenty sixth of uh, June, altogether. So usually that was beginning of May, but the first swim is going to be twenty sixth of May. If if anyone wants to uh, join them, they're going to be by the uh one of the beach huts opposite coffee cup. Cool, yeah. So if you see it's a great, great bunch of people, seriously, I love this club. Amazing people. Oh, that's great. It, it does look, it does look so much fun. And I, and I often, I, I don't know too many of the triathletes. I know, I know a few of them, but I never know who's, who's kind of gathering from a distance because my eyesight's going. Um, I always want to kind of run over and say hello to everybody, but uh, I don't. Um, I will sometimes if I recognise somebody there. I, th I think I've been over when you've been there to to say hello. But um, yeah, it, it does look like a lot of fun and. Um, I know having that beach hut there is quite nice because obviously you can just kind of walk across the road, get into the water. And I know you've got some kind of routines that you have there where some people are watching on the beach to make sure all the swimmers yeah, are yeah. safe and stuff. It, it sounds like a really, really good club that, um, yeah. Can you describe the club a little bit about, um, you know, when, when they train and stuff, just to give people a little bit more info about it. Well, yeah, I can't remember right now the sessions they, they've, they've running because um, I haven't been here for, like I said, a few years. Yeah. Um, but I know what they're doing. They're doing uh, cross-country runs on Saturday in Queen Elizabeth Park at, I think, 9 a.m. Uh, they're doing swims all, every Saturday, where well, they were doing swims, every Saturday, 10 a.m. from the yep. beach cuts. And there are some sessions during a week, but I can't remember. It's a 6, 6 a.m. session uh, Thursday, I believe and yeah they've got some sessions on the swimming pools as well but you you, you some you need to check the website because i'm not sure about okay, times. So, okay so, so they've got they've got a website and stuff that you can yeah, yeah they've got a website they, yeah the, the club is like run from that was 1977 if i if I'm ah, not mistaken. that's interesting I, I didn't know it goes yeah. that far back okay 
Gosh, uh, I would have been two years old when uh, <laughs> when that when that club started. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it's a huge club. There is uh, like about five hundred members. Oh, geez. Okay. See, I've yeah. always in my that's interesting. You told me those two facts there because I always um didn't see it as a small club, but I just saw it as like a maybe a more co a compact kind of close knit uh, group. I didn't realize it was um there was that many members there. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So, so Pete, you, you said about the traveling as well. I was so keen to ask you uh, about your, about your travels, because obviously we met um, a number of years ago and we've had the pleasure of, um, I think doing a couple of runs together. In fact, one of them was uh, just a couple of months ago when I, when I saw you out on a, on a Sunday morning. Um, and yeah, I kind of got to know you and stuff. And I know you, you were, you were so, so nice one day when my daughter's um, bike wheel was flat. I remember that you, uh, you helped kind of pump that up and, or no, it was a seat. It was a seat, wasn't it? Her seat was like too low or something. So you helped kind of get the tools to, to get it higher because I'm useless with bikes. Um, but then you kind of like went off and, tra and traveled a bit. So I'm so keen to find out like where, where you went. And, and you mentioned um, earlier a little bit that you were kind of maybe trying to, trying to see if there was somewhere else out there that, that would be better suited for you or, or to find like a home. But you then realized Portsmouth was, was obviously where, where your heart was. But um, tell us a little bit about the traveling and, and kind of like what you got up to and, and where you went. Um, so, well, the, the, at the beginning, there was much of traveling. I just moved for work. So in 2018, uh, I, I stopped working for Esther Lauder after seven years because I, I just burned out of this work and I was trying to find something which suits me better. And I found this company in uh, West Sussex, uh, Hand Bike Wheels, which uh, they're making carbon bike wheels. So I thought, yeah, that's going to be something I would love to do. So I had to move to Brighton to, to have a shorter um, traveling to work. Okay. So I moved there and I've been working for them about a year, but this didn't work out. So I kind of started working for myself. I... Uh, I am a hobbyist gardener, so I just like open a one-person company. Okay, cool. And I start doing uh, gardens for people. And uh, I thought, okay, if I can do the gardens in Brighton, why I cannot do it in Portsmouth? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to Portsmouth. But in the meantime, I decided that I want to uh, fulfill one of my dreams to go traveling. So I bought a ticket, one-way ticket to Thailand. And okay. yeah, the ticket was for uh, October 5th. I, I, and I came back to Portsmouth in August. So I just like uh, was living with a friend for that few months. And from then I just yeah, like sell everything which I had. I yep. sold my car, I sold my motorbike. Uh, I keep I kept my bike though, um, and I I went traveling to to Asia. Wow, amazing! And, and and what what were those travels like? And did you have did you have plans kind of heading there? Did you have a, a definite plan in mind, or just to go and see see what happened? So I I had few spots, few places I wanted to visit, but I haven't had had a plan. What uh, I mean, wh when I'm gonna get there? I just knew that I want to I want to see those places, but I was mostly I was like uh, deciding on the day, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, I'm going to go there. Okay. So yeah, that was like very spontaneous uh, traveling. And that's what, that's what I wanted to do. Like, you know, go to a country which I, I don't know on my own and to see, am I able to, you know, to, to, 
to live by myself and to decide about everything and to to try to survive because I thought it's going to be like a really hardcore travel, but it wasn't that much hardcore. Okay. Very civilized country. <laughs> Gosh, that's 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 amazing. It's you know it's it's really brave because it is quite it's quite daunting and quite a quite a scary kind of task doing that on your own. But um, I I love I love your kind of like adventurous um attitude towards it. It sounds it sounds great. I'd, I'm very jealous that you've been there because I'd love to travel around um Thailand and a lot of the Far East. It sounds sounds amazing, but. Um, I've got to ask you the question that everyone's probably thinking, listening to this. Uh, did you pack your running gear? I do, of course, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a question. Yeah, it's not a trick question. <laughs> pack my running gear, my swimming gear. I even took my uh, climbing gear. Ah, brilliant! You did to go. You got some climbing as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't even like... know, I didn't even know you climbed. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I my ex girlfriend taught me climbing in Brighton. So yeah, that's amazing thing and. Uh, Thailand got actually one of the most um, visited places to climb like uh, outdoors so yeah I, I had to do it and and it's amazing seriously I was going so high that it's incredible. Wow sounds sounds great and, and what's the running like over there because I don't know if you know but my my co-host Dave Harvey um, and his and his partner Heather they traveled in Thailand I think it was probably around the time you were maybe still still there in Thailand as well um, and they visited um, various places around there. But he said the running was great. You know, just being out in the jungle, you, he'd be running along a path and then the path would kind of just end. And then there's like just bush and trees everywhere. And so you've got to kind of turn around. What, what was it like running in, in some of those trails? Well, uh, I, I run uh, in a few places. So first one was Bangkok so, because I wanted to see the parks they've got. And there's so many runners there. It's, wow. it's, it's very hot, very humid. So it's hard to run. But there's so many runners in a park and cyclists, you know, in normal day, like a weekday. Okay. It's like a race almost, like wow. thousands of people. So, yeah, it's very hot, very humid, very hard to, to run. Uh, jungle runs. I've done only one jungle run, but I had to do it because I, I went for a trek and uh, I wanted to see this uh, waterfall. Okay. So I was taking my time, you know, taking videos and pictures and one way to get to this waterfall was like 10 miles and you know going through the jungle especially you don't know the route you just go in by the signs it took me like four or five hours oh. and it was getting darker and darker so i thought okay now i need to run back because if i'm if it's gonna get dark i'm not gonna find a way back oh that's so scary I, man <laughs> yeah i've been made to run back in my hiking shoes yeah but i made it like back in an hour and a half of running Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you have a head torch with you just in case? No, no, I haven't. So yeah, it was uh, the, the fact that you are in the jungle and there's so all, all different noises, which you don't know. Is it animal? Is it like oh, big food? Is it a person? Is what? Well, it's scary. So I, I had to run because I was, I was literally afraid that I, I'm going to get lost. Wow. That must've been, uh, gosh, it must've been really scary. Did you, did you log all of these, um, all of these runs on Strava? I do have this uh, this activity as a hike, yes, I think somewhere on Strava. It's definitely on Strava, yeah. Okay, wow. I'll have to go and uh, go and take a look at that. I don't remember seeing those. Stra Strava's a funny one for me. I don't know if you're the same at the moment, but when I um when I browse Strava now, I obviously follow quite a few people, um, partly because of the show and because I because I follow quite a few people in Portsmouth. But uh, it does I, not everyone appears on my feed all the time, so it's really difficult to kind of follow follow runners that I normally look at and then sometimes you end up losing you know activities that people have done that you want to follow and 
yeah so i kind of lose track of of, of what's going on really on strava these days yeah i had the same i uh i kind of add add the, the favorite people to the favorite list so those people are showed showed me as a like in the first order do you know what i'm this is embarrassing but there is a there is a favorites list on strava is there yeah, yeah you can favorite people yeah ah interesting okay now i've got to pick who my favorites are <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing my favorites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks. Well, um, Peter, I was going to ask you how running in Brighton compares to, to Portsmouth, because obviously I've, I've been there myself. I know the promenade's a little bit similar. There's, there's quite a lot of stuff happening on the, on the front there. Um, is it the same kind of like running community feel there as, it, as, as, as over here? Yeah, yeah, there's lots of different groups of, uh, of runners there. I think I joined two while I've been there uh, and running on promenade is basically the same just just busier it's okay. like uh, every day it's like Saturday on South Sea all uh, right okay cool yeah because I yeah there's lots of stalls and shops and uh, and obviously rides and things going on yeah yeah it seems a lot busier so we're actually quite lucky on the in on the Portsmouth seafront because I know there's plans to to kind of build it up a little bit and and widen the path and stuff which are going to be going on for years but um, with there's so much space still, you know, I know we've got a lot more traders and coffee shops and stuff around, but it's still, there's still enough space to make it feel kind of like quite nice and free and stuff. And I hope it, I hope it always kind of remains, uh, mostly that way. So. Yeah. So I, I kind of like you know, running even where there are people on the promenade because every time you're going to meet someone, which is, which is nice always. True. As long as it's not a dog lead that you trip over that you meet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have, I've had that a few times where there's there's sometimes dog leads which um, stretch right across um, the front. Um, there might be somebody who's maybe not paying attention or looking somewhere else, but the dog leads sometimes are so thin that you can't see you can't see that it's a dog lead. So okay. <laughs> I've nearly tripped over so many times, but uh, yeah, you just gotta. I guess we've got to be careful as runners ourselves um, because we well, I think we we tend to get in the way a little bit as well. Um, so Pete, listen, I've got to ask, what's what's next for you on the on the training and racing adventures that you've that you've got ahead? Have you got anything planned for the upcoming year? Um, for so I had a one Ironman planned for this year, but obviously it was cancelled again because the, originally that's supposed to be last year, mm -hmm. so they move it to this year, but they cancel it again. So I've asked for a voucher to use it for any race until 2024 for Spain. So I've got this kind of to use anytime. Okay. Cool. Um, well, I've got one race, which I just won the entrance for, uh, doing this swim runners with the South Sea swim run. Uh, I took like part in a competition for our entrance to our race. And okay. uh, luckily I won. Wow, okay. And this one is in September in Vienna, in Austria. Ah, so, okay, so some international races coming up. Yeah, maybe, I, I'm still thinking about it because, yeah, if, if you're going to do some races, you want to do it with people you know, you know, to have like a, a great memories and, you know, do it, just do it with them because it, this is why we're doing it, right? Absolutely, yeah, well, definitely, you're 100% right. So you mean kind of like enjoying enjoying the whole experience more than just than just focusing on on the on the race itself, yeah. Yeah. So th this is for this year. Obviously, I would like to start uh, doing some run races uh, from uh, Believe and Achieve if, if Rob's going to start doing them. Hopefully. 
Yes, I must get Rob on the show actually at some point because um, it would be great to kind of get an update from him as to as to what the plans are for this year. So, but I know his website's definitely live now, and there are quite yeah. a few races um, going on. And I think there's some new stuff he's doing as well with uh, like a like a run slash kayak or well, a fifty mile run, six oh, mile yeah, kayak yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, in, that, would, in, that would be nice, just like uh, for fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I've got these great memories from one of Rob um, Piggott's, uh, the 50K. Remember, we, we met each other on, on, near the end of the 50K. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a very unforgettable for me experience. Because <laughs> I had a cramp. I was trying to beat four hours in 50K and I had a cramp by the, uh, where was that? Um, by, I think uh, I saw you, um, I saw you down Locksway Road. Yeah, somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah, you look like you were having a, a bit of a tough time at the end there. I'm, we've all been there. We know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, that was a really bad cramp. I stopped. I couldn't move. And you you, you ran uh, from behind and you just asked me what's going on. I think we walked for a bit together and then you took off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you had to uh, kind of focus in there just to kind of get the get the end, the end bit done. But you did it. And uh, are you going to be entering that one again, maybe, if the 50K comes up? I think it's I this year. I want to do more ultra runs, definitely. I met amazing people uh, in Netherlands when I, when I was there. There's a huge Polish community of runners. And uh, a lot of them are ultra runners. Uh, one of them is uh, like a guy who is, I would say, is a second biggest and fastest ultra triathlete from Poland. So the first one is obviously the world champion, Robert Karas. But okay. this guy, uh, which I met, Adrian Costera, he's just amazing. He's doing such amazing challenges for himself. Even there are no races in the calendar, he's setting up something and he's doing it. I, I could talk about him for a long time, but last year he invited me to join him um, when he was doing the longest duathlon ever. So imagine he was he was looking for a challenge to do, right? So he look look Google uh, the longest duathlon ever done by by a human, and he found like a guy from India. I think he's done like six hundred kilometers run, then uh, oh. seven hundred kilometers bike, and and another two hundred kilometers run. But he's done it in like two weeks or something. And he said, "No, I'm gonna do it at once." So that was May, I think, last year. He've done um, the first run was I don't want to lie. The first run was like three hundred kilometers. Wow, was three hundred? Gosh, no. that's like a that's must be less. But in total, he've done like wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. You that you was. You, you, yeah, see, no, see if you can find it anyway, because it, it sounds interesting. Because um, people who run those distances and, and cycle those distances um, just baffle me because, um, you know, just doing a 300 kilometer run on its own would, would be enough to destroy you. Uh, then you're going to go and cycle and then come back and, and do another 200k. Oh. Yeah, so I think that the bike was like 900 kilometers, and oh. then at the end, you've done 216 kilometers run, and all of this in 70, 70 two hours 74 hours something like this i will find it and i'm gonna send it to you wow yeah yeah, yeah do that I'd, I'd love to, i'd love to see that because um yeah it's fascinating i know um quite recently in fact i think they've only just finished in the last few hours there was a 
a couple of guys who were doing one of these backyard ultras. I don't know if you saw the article on the BBC News, but they had been running for, I think, about 364 miles or something um, okay. nonstop. Have you, have you heard of the backyard ultras? I haven't heard about it, no. So a backyard ultra is typically uh, running 4.1 miles every hour. So you can, so participants all gather at the start and they start on the hour and they have okay. to go around a course. It could be hilly, it could be flat, it could be somewhere. They, they, they call them backyards because the loop is only 4.1 miles and then they get back as quickly as they want to or slowly as they want to. But then as soon as the next hour comes up exactly, they have to start again and do the next four miles. Oh, um, wow. That's four miles an hour. And these two guys have been going for, yeah, 364 miles nonstop um and there was two of them left um and i think one of them one of them won it in the last few hours so yeah the fact it's just fascinating what people are doing these days with the, with their bodies and how far they're pushing the running yeah that's true it's a it's a mental thing as well you definitely need to be so strong in your head definitely definitely i mean I've, I've been many times in 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 races you know even recently where you know, my, I know my body can can keep going, but it's it's my brain that kind of stops me from 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 wanting to run. You know, you just kind of your brain's almost telling your body to stop, and you you want your brain not to tell you your body to stop because you know your body can keep going. And it's it's a it's a funny game. It's very fascinating. But listen, um, Pete, where can people find you and follow you on social media? I know you're on Strava. Um, do you have any other social media platforms that you post on? Um, I've I've got Instagram at uh. MR, MRP Meller, so Mr. P Meller, and I've got I've, I've got my Facebook profile. Obviously, everyone can always invite me to friends, Piotr Meller, or I've got my uh, fan page, Piotr Meller Triathlete, as well. Brilliant, that's great. So yeah, if you if you've got any questions for for Pete, get in touch. I know Pete, you're, you're a very approachable guy, and um, I'm sure uh, you know, if anybody's got any questions, I'd be happy to reach out with you. But as you know, you've listened to the show before, Pete. Um, I always end the session with some recovery run questions. Um, these are questions that I would not have let you know I'm going to ask, but they're very easy, I promise. <laughs> so I'm going to start. They're very quick fire questions. So number one, uh, with the change of season now, which is your favorite time of year to train? Summer, definitely. I love okay. when it's when it's hot. I'm sweating and i can always go for a swim straight after perfect i thought you would say that with the swimming with the swimming closely tied as well so that's good um on a good day a beautiful blue sky day whether you're on the trails or whether you're on the front would you rather do a long run or a long cycle uh i, I love both actually okay yeah, but the thing is that for long cycle you need to have like six seven hours for long run like three hours is fine okay Cool. So you need to commit to, uh, to to the whole day if you want to go for a bike. Oh yeah, for sure. I can imagine that. Yeah, I see some of those long cycles going for hours. Okay. Um, is there any particular kind of band or music that you like to listen to while you're training or, or racing? Um, I prefer to not listen to music uh, because I want to like listen listen to the, the nature. Okay. But if I if I do listen to something, I like to listen to audiobooks. Okay, interesting. I've, I, yep, no one's, no one's mentioned that before, but that's, that's a, that's a great, uh, that's a great answer. And I'm like you. I like to hear what's going on around me, whether it's cars on the road or birds. I, I, I like yeah, it all. Birds, Good. in particular, and the waves. Oh yes, that, that's always nice. Yeah. Um, have you got a book uh, or a film, something running related that you can recommend um, the listeners to read or watch? Um, yeah. So 
see, um, I wanted to say my favorite favorite book because I was listening, my favorite audio book because I was listening to it twice would be a rich role book. But I can't remember how, I can't remember how is it in English because I was listening to it in Polish. Oh, okay. Do you know, do you not, do you know rich role? I've, I've heard of him, but I don't know much about his books or anything. No. Yeah. So this is really inspiring, inspiring book of, of him, how he become ultra triathlete and start like winning ultra triathlon races. So amazing. And about uh, veganism as well, because he's a vegan. Okay. So diet, become, diet. Become okay. vegan and ultra, ultra triathlete from being obese and, uh, and um, alcohol uh, addict. Oh, wow. Okay. So a real kind of turnaround story and an inspiring story where someone's turned their life around. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to look out for that and, uh, and have a read. I might add it to my uh, to my list of reading material, which is growing by the, by the side of me here. I get a I get a the title when I'm gonna find it in English. That'll be great. Thank you. I think um, it's Finding Ultra, actually. Finding Ultra. Finding Ultra. Okay, Finding yeah. Ultra Ritual. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, have you got a favorite route that you like to run around Portsmouth? Any particular piece of Portsmouth you like running along? Well, obviously it's a secret, but um, I always like to run uh, towards the um, Hailing Island um, ferry, so it's a ferry road. Ferry. Yeah, I I know the one. Yeah, I've I've actually been running that particular bit of road quite a lot over the last week. So yeah, I, I really like that as well. It's good. Yeah, I also like running towards uh, Old Portsmouth. So yeah, each each end is good. Excellent, cool. Um, and finally, Pete, is there anything you kind of want to finish with? Any extra comments or additional things you want to say about the the running community and or the the triathlete community down here in Portsmouth and, and around the area? Oh, uh, I would like to say that everyone always welcome to, to join us either on the swim runs or, or bike rides or run on ju or just a run. So if you holding back because you don't know people, just don't because we all nice guys and nice girls and uh, it's going to be nice to know you and just join us because sport is fun and it's, and it's connecting people. Brilliant. Couldn't have, couldn't have said that better myself, Pete. Thanks so much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, just thank you again for, for coming along onto the show and um, and kind of telling us a little bit about your, your story. And I think it's 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 great. It's really interesting to kind of like, you know, find out how you ended up in the UK and how you've ended up down in Portsmouth and, um, you know, how you're, you've really picked your training up and kind of you've managed to prove to yourself, you know, just how fit and how, how strong you can get at the triathlete training and a bit about your travels and um, I'm just really glad you've kind of settled back down here because I look forward to joining you for a run sometime in the future but um, all the best good luck with all the future training and racing uh, and look forward to catching up with you soon take care Pete thank you very much Daniel thank you very much all the best take care bye bye, bye.